Hello and welcome to Capital Ideas. This is where we sit down with members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives to give you an inside look at important aspects of how your citizen legislature works and who and what it's working for. Today we're making a return visit with Representative Lori Jenkins. Lori represents Washington's 27th legislative district, which includes most of Tacoma and stretches from Fife in the east over to Highway 16 in the west. She's been in the House since 2011. Before that, she was a prosecutor in the state attorney general's office, served as Washington's assistant secretary of health, and for several years now, she's been director of organizational development at the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department. In Olympia, Lori chairs the House Judiciary Committee, which deals with everything from criminal law to consumer protection, and most pertinent to today's conversation, civil rights. Thank you, Representative Lori Jenkins. I appreciate you taking a little time to speak with us today. Thanks. It's really good to be here, Dan. Let's talk about transgender issues. This seems to be something that is suddenly in the news and on people's minds. We're hearing about onerous legislation and, and other things that are creating controversy around this issue Yeah. and these people. Yeah. I, you know, this is kind of the path of every civil rights issue that you ever think about. Um, and I think one of the uh, interesting kind of difficult pieces here is it's really on some levels great to be having this conversation. Uh, one of the things we know is that three in every four Americans know someone who's lesbian or gay, but only one in every 11 Americans know someone who's transgender. So when that happens, and we know this from the history of lesbian and gay rights, when people don't know that you're out there, they make their decisions based on stereotypes and and uh, and things that other people say that may or may not be true. And I think we see a lot of that information out there right now about uh, transgender people. So I think a lot of our um, work is around um, having uh, Washingtonians get to know transgender people. Uh, and also get to understand the really significant and severe issues that uh, that community faces. But what is your opinion about why suddenly this seems to have come into the national consciousness? If I'm a transgendered person, obviously I've known about this a long time, but the general public seems to have just awakened one day and said, hey, this is a thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Dan, for transgender people and for those of us who have friends and family members who are transgender, this is not a new issue for us. You know, in 2015, murders of transgender people hit an all-time high in the United States, and nearly all of those murders were women of color. That's what the human rights campaign that tracks these events says to us. But, you know, even beyond that, think about what it must be like every day to get up in the morning and to get dressed and to have to worry and think about, is there a place where you're going to be able to go to the restroom? Just fundamental day-to-day -day activities that all the rest of us take for granted, that someone who is transgender, they are putting themselves at risk of harm and getting assaulted just by going into the restroom, not very many of us have to face that, but this community does. 
But I think these issues do come up because now we're starting to see really public figures like Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox and, and other uh, other people in the media world who are identifying as transgender. And so that that raises it in people's minds. And here in Washington, we, uh, although we've had our anti-discrimination law in place, protecting people from discrimination based on gender identity for over a decade, our Human Rights Commission, uh, after having businesses and other entities tell them that that it was unclear kind of what they should do with locker rooms and bathrooms, issued some rules around how uh, how they ought to behave in order to make sure they weren't discriminated against transgender people. And we've seen kind of a plethora now of conversations and some fairly negative bills being filed here in Olympia uh, over the issue. And I, I tend to view them as kind of very based in stereotype as we, as we talked about uh, earlier. But again, it will provide the opportunity so, for what I hope will be some really good dialogue and education about who transgender people are. We certainly don't expect any bills to become law that that actually move the wheel backwards. I uh, I will do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. Let's define what we're talking about. Who are transgender people? There are transgender people probably in every profession, in every walk of life. And there are probably not that many people in the country who haven't met someone who's transgender. They might just not know it. But really, every when you look at the research, the psychological research, what it tells us is that uh, every child at the age of probably five, six, or seven knows very, very clearly what their gender is. So do transgender people as a general rule. It's just that sometimes the body that they're living in doesn't match the knowledge that they have of themselves. Many transgender people spend, spend a long time in their life trying to figure out what's that difference between their body and what, who they know themselves to be, and hopefully at some point get to align those two things. That sounds like a real tough adolescence. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've gotten so many uh, letters this year already from especially parents of transgender children who, you know, they go through their own struggle of um, trying to first understand what's happening with their child and then trying to help their child transition successfully into life. But you can think about like a child from, as I said, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even they are thinking about which bathroom they should use and where they feel comfortable. Where is their home spot um, in the world? And my hat goes off to the parents of trans kids who are really working with their kids to make sure their kids can grow up strong and, and, and healthy, especially when we know that there are so many dangers out there for transgender people out in the broader community, in large part due to mi complete misunderstanding. Well, speaking of misunderstanding, let's talk about some of the some of the proposed laws that have been surfacing. There's one that has gotten some notice lately. What, can you tell me about that? The one that's been filed here in the House essentially kind of creates uh, genitalia police. So it says your genitals define which bathroom or locker room you go to. There are a lot of technical problems with that, but the you know the most serious problem is that there are just many transgender people who you would you know someone who you would recognize as a man and looks exactly like a man that may not have all the genitals that a man has and under this bill that person would be required to go to the women's locker room right it just doesn't make sense 
Obviously, that bill won't become law, but in a way, it sounds like the kind of legislation that has marked every step of the way in the evolution of civil rights in this country. Yeah, when you you can think back on any kind of civil rights issue, Dan, where early on there were stereotypes about particular uh, populations, whether that is women, whether it's African Americans, whether it's lesbian and gay people, that the policies that policymakers adopted started off very much in stereotype. And then we spend many, many, many of our years after that realizing that those policies were based in stereotype, that they're harmful to those populations, and that they're harmful to everybody else, too, and we have to struggle to undo them. I think my goal this session is to make sure that we don't create any policies, that then we spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out how to undo them because we then realize that we've hurt our community and we've hurt a lot of individual people doing that. Currently, Washington does have very inclusive rules concerning where transgendered people can go and and how they can live their lives. But apparently this is not known to lots of people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, Washington State has had an anti-discrimination law for a decade. Uh, And so, uh, Dan, you've probably been in many restrooms with transgendered people over the last decade. And actually, transgender people have existed since the beginning of time. So I I doubt there's actually a single person in Washington who hasn't uh, uh, been in a bathroom or a locker room with a transgender person. Um, It's just interesting that now that um, the Human Rights Commission is providing more guidance to to businesses about how to make sure that everyone has access, um, that we see kind of um, some reaction and blowback about that. What do you think is next? Where do you think we're headed from here? Well, I always hope that we're headed for more understanding and more compassion and and a recognition of everyone's right to exist in the world and to be safe and feel included. But one of the things I think is important to make clear is that inclusion just doesn't happen by the mere passage of time going by. It happens when good people really get activated and really work on the issue and really search out ways to be involved. I think this issue is actually harder than an issue like, for example, marriage equality, which was a very specific uh, thing that people were fighting for and that we achieved here in Washington state. But with regard to the transgender community, This is really about a struggle to even exist and be acknowledged and safe in the world. It's incredibly fundamental, and it's not actually, hopefully, about legislation, really. It's about all of us trying to, again, move ourselves out of the spot that we're in toward a spot of greater inclusion, and it's about those who are in a spot of of, uh, being able to educate people and break down stereotypes, actually taking the action to do that. That's how we move forward. Do you see a timeline? Do you have a date that's fuzzy in the distance that you think this won't be a problem for people on either side of this issue, that that the people who are objecting now won't have a problem, and the people who are suffering now because of discrimination will be living full and, and free lives. Well, I mean, I think we never get to that perfect, perfect spot, but um, I I do think that we will will get to a better spot, a spot of uh, more inclusion for our our transgender community and, uh, and for a place of safety for that community. 
I mentioned earlier that I started working on lesbian gay rights in the late 80s, and I live in the city of Tacoma. And uh, in the late in 89, we had a uh, our city council passed an ordinance to ban uh, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, so being gay or lesbian, uh, and it was put on the ballot, and we lost we lost the ordinance by a very small vote, vote 814. Uh, Votes. Not that that was is seared in my mind or anything like that, <laughs> um, but we thought, wow, people must just be really confused. So let's put this back on the ballot next year. Well, the next year it turned out they had been really confused, and we lost 70 to 30 percent. And that was a real lesson in where people were at. Jump forward a decade from there, our city council again passed the ordinance. It again went on the ballot, and uh, the city of Tacoma retained our anti-discrimination law by a wider margin than any city in the United States has ever done. That tells me that people move, people learn, people understand, people want want to be inclusive of their neighbors. Uh, and so uh, it took, a, I guess it took 12 years in Tacoma to remake history. It wasn't just me, it was a whole community, but I felt part of that. And so, you know, I think that we have that kind of work to do on the, on transgender issues. We're probably, you know, a decade or, or more kind of behind where we where we've been on lesbian and gay issues, achieving marriage equality and and pretty full equality in Washington State. So we've got a lot more work to do, but I think we're moving in the right direction. I've seen your schedule, and I know that you've given us more time than you really have today. I really appreciate it. This is, on the whole, an optimistic message, and I always enjoy speaking with you. We'll be talking again soon, and thank you very much, Representative Lori Jenkins. Thanks a lot, Dan. Well, that's it for today. Subscribe to this podcast now on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov and get a regular dose of capital ideas. After all, this is your state government. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thanks for listening.